Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, we're putting aside the baking pans and the cooking utensils for something a little bit different, but something you'll find yourself reaching for time and time again, an effective cannabis topical. This one was so easy to put together, you'll wonder to yourself, why didn't I try this before? Well, now you can. So keep listening to Bite Me, the show about edibles. Welcome. I'm your host, Marge, and I'm really thankful you're here. This is a really good one this week. I'm pretty excited about this cannabis topical. But before we get into the recipe, there are a couple things I want to mention, a little bit of housekeeping like I'd like to do each week. And first of all, I want to mention the U.S. Weed Channel. This is a new channel that's coming out in the States. I think it's already live. I will have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure. And it is all cannabis related content. So it's going to have music, podcasts, and all that kind of thing. And Bite Me, the show about edibles is going to feature on this channel. And I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I will be linking to that in the show notes so you can check it out. And I'm going to be checking out some of the other content that they have on there so that I can discover new cannabis related podcasts because I really do enjoy listening to those as well. So look for my podcast on there and maybe you'll find it. it's a another way to look for or to share the podcast with others. The only thing I will say is I think most of my episodes are going to be played after 10 p.m. because of the, the explicit language that I sometimes want to use. And sorry, not sorry. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. That does give me a later time slot, but it is what it is. So check out the U.S. Weed channel. I'll link to that in the show notes so you can check it out. Maybe you'll find some other great content over there too that you enjoy. And if that is the case, you're welcome. Speaking of new shows, so as I've mentioned before, I was recently on the High on Homegrown podcast, which will be, I think by the time this episode is out, it should be live. So I can link to that in the show notes as well. But I was listening to one of their episodes recently because I found that I really enjoyed listening to this group of guys talking about growing. They do talk a lot about growing, unsurprisingly, High on Homegrown. Uh, but they also have guests every week. And recently they had guests, uh, a gentleman from the podcast, Great Moments in Weed History. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, wow, that sounds like such a unique idea. So I checked out that podcast. What a great show. I've downloaded several episodes I'm going to be checking out, particularly one about Jesus maybe using cannabis in relation to some of his miracles. Uh, I thought that was kind of intriguing. And I just did finish listening to their Christmas bonus episode, which showed the parallels between the Amanita muscaria mushroom, which is that uh, red mushroom with the white dots on it that we're all so familiar with, you see in cartoons all the time. That is a magic mushroom, a psilocybin type mushroom. I'm not sure it's psilocybin actually, but it is a magic mushroom that will get you quite high. And it's links to the modern day version of Christmas that we celebrate. And so many fascinating parallels. It was a really interesting podcast episode. So I recommend you check out that episode or not just that episode, check out the podcast as well. If you scroll through, I'm sure you'll find some topics that will interest you. It's a couple of guys on there that are doing that. And 
Yeah, very interesting. So if you're looking for some new things to listen to, besides my show, of course, then I recommend that you check out the great moments of weed history as well. And I'll link to that in the show notes too. So let's get on to this week's episode. I'm kind of excited about this because for a few different reasons, February, which is when this podcast episode will be released into the wilds, is going to be a self-titled self-care month. Because depending on where you are in the world, things are still pretty tough for us Canadians. We're still in the depths of winter. As I record this, I'm looking out my window of my office and it's a bright, bright, sunny, wintry day, but it's also about almost minus 20. So if you're going outside, you sure need to bundle up. And I don't know about you, but I've been doing some snow shoveling. I'm still going to work at the dispensary, so I'm standing a lot. Maybe you're in a place where you're still in a lockdown of some kind. It means you're sitting around more than you'd like to. All of that leads to achy muscles, sometimes sore joints, that kind of thing. And one thing that really helps to melt the pain away is a beautiful topical that you can apply anywhere on your body and just feel some of that ache just melt away. And I've used topicals before. I made one actually quite a while ago, probably before I even started this podcast, but I found that it turned out not to my liking. It was very green. There was a lot of, I don't think I melted the beeswax properly. So there's like little chunks of hardened wax throughout. It just wasn't a very nice experience. And what got me thinking about topicals is I have a listener, Tracy. Hello, if you're listening, thank you so much. She shared with me a little while ago, a tin of a topical that she had made um, in her own kitchen and had been sharing with plenty of people. And a lot of people were giving her feedback that this topical was working very well for them. And I was very happy to try out this topical myself. It was not super green in color like the one that I had made was. Uh, she put it in a really nice tin, decorated it up really nice, and it was really effective. It didn't have a strong smell of cannabis or anything like that. So it was a you know something that you could easily gift to somebody in your life who isn't necessarily a traditional cannabis user. But I asked Tracy, you know, would you be interested in sharing this recipe with the Bite Me audience? And she graciously said yes. So I'm really excited about this. Thank you so much, Tracy. Um, I have found this topical to be quite effective, as many people, possibly my age, and I'm going to date myself here, but I'm in my early 40s. And sometimes I just experience, for whatever reason, lower back ache. Does that sound familiar to any of you out there? Some of you are probably out there nodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like me for sure. And I don't know what it is. I'm a, I'm an active person. I eat really healthy, but I guess it's just the process of getting older. And some of that lower back ache is pretty pronounced depending on how busy my day has been. And I found this topical to be very effective and just sort of easing and melting away some of that ache. And while it's certainly not a panacea to all things, you know, body pain, it does help a good deal. And what I really liked about this particular recipe is that it was so simple to put together. And full disclosure, I didn't mention this to Tracy at all, but I used to make a lot of body butters and sugar scrubs. Uh, several years ago, I had a small business with a friend of mine where that's what we did. We made body butters and, and sugar scrubs. 
And this topical was easier to make than any of the body butters that I had made before. So I'm pretty familiar with the process of making body butters. And this one has that sort of consistency, but she did add in a little secret ingredient that I'm going to share with you guys, of course, that really helped to reduce the greasy feel of some of those more natural body butters. The one that I was making with my girlfriend all the time, they were typically coconut oil based with um, olive oil and essential oils, beeswax to sort of help the two, all the ingredients, you know, emulsify, melt together so they wouldn't separate. But it often did leave that sort of greasy skin feel. And while some people may really like that, a lot of people don't. And the, that skin feel where it's a little more moist feeling, I hate to say greasy because it's not its not greasy in that traditional sense, but you know, if you're uh, getting out of the shower and slathering it on and then hopping into bed or something, it can be lovely. But if you're just trying to get out the door, or do other things, you don't necessarily want this greasy feeling all over your hands, all over your clothes. And that's why I like this topical so much because it really doesn't have that and where did I put the recipe? Here it is. Essentially what you're going to be using, this is a coconut oil based recipe. So you're going to be using infused coconut oil. You're going to need beeswax. You're going to need a half cup of shea or cocoa butter, two tablespoons of jojoba. And I did look it up. You could also substitute things like safflower oil, olive oil, calendula, uh, calendula oil, if I'm saying that one properly, for the jojoba as well. And you add a half teaspoon of essential oils and a quarter cup of tapioca starch or cornstarch at the end. And it's that starch in it that's going to prevent that sort of greasy feeling that some of you may be familiar with. So that's all you need. Quarter cup of infused coconut oil. So you don't even need a whole ton. A quarter cup of beeswax, half cup of your shea or coconut butter or cocoa butter, sorry two tablespoons of jojoba, a half teaspoon of essential oils, and a quarter cup tapioca starch. Now I know I don't have the actual other recipe right in front of me. She did recommend a certain essential oil. I can't remember what it is offhand. I should have written down because I ended up using something a little bit different. I think I had like a lemon oil. Um, I use, I think a lemon oil because I had a bunch of that left over from when I was doing a lot of these body butters and stuff and sugar scrubs because I really do personally love that citrusy bright scent. But of course you could substitute almost anything else. And I'm just going to go here real quick and see if I can find Tracy's recipe, which I should have done before I started. I'm really sorry, guys. Where is it? I moved it somewhere. Oh, there it is. All right. Well, I can't find it offhand. I'm really sorry if I'm misrepresenting your recipe at all, Tracy, but use the essential oil of your choice. And that can be almost anything. If you want something minty, you could do like a mint or peppermint eucalyptus for some of that more traditional pain relieving scent. A lavender might be nice. I mean, really just go with whatever it is that you like, maybe whatever it is that you have on hand. Either way, it's going to work. You just need a half tablespoon or half teaspoon. Sorry, that's way less, a half teaspoon. Um... I should also note that Tracy was working on this recipe quite a bit. She was sort of taking the best results that she had from two or three different recipes that she was working with to come up with her own. And again, this one is so easy to make. That's one of the things that I really like about it because I have made, again, body butters that require 
whipping in a stand mixer for quite some time as it cools. And this requires none of that work. So essentially, you are going to melt the shea butter and the beeswax on your stove in a pot. You're going to add your infused coconut oil. Once all that, the, the shea and the beeswax is melted, add your coconut oil, let that melt. Then you're also going to blend, I think it was the jojoba and your essential oils uh, separately together. And then you do add that to the pot. Now she says you can stir it or like stir regularly as it melts for 10 minutes. I find it melts pretty quickly and I didn't necessarily need to do it for that long, but whatever you find works best for you. And then at the end is when you add, you can turn off the heat when it's all melted. And at the end is when you're going to add your tapioca or cornstarch. Now make sure your pot is big enough because this did bubble up quite a bit when I added that starch. So that just means that you're going to want to make sure that the pot's big enough so it doesn't overflow and make a huge mess for you. So just keep that in mind. I mean, I you could use a pretty small pot because again, these amounts we're working with a quarter cup, half cup, that kind of thing isn't a lot, but just make sure the pot does have some taller sides so that you can easily contain the bubbliness once that has um, bubbled up and it doesn't last forever. Uh, maybe give it another stir. So I did find that the starch did tend to to want to settle on the bottom, but give it a good stir. And then you pour it into the containers of your choice. That was it. You just let it set. And that was the one thing I really liked about this recipe, because you're basically melting all the ingredients on the stove. And then you're just going to add it into whatever vesicle that you like want to have it in. Now, here's my pro tip. Uh, it does harden, doesn't get too hard. So it's really hard to scoop out or anything like that, but it's not maybe as soft a consistency as some of the uh, softer body butter. So just make sure you put it maybe in a wide mouth container of some kind. I use like a small little jar that I happen to have on hand. And I kind of wish I used something with a wider mouth just for it being a little easier to get out. But other than that, that would be my, my one big takeaway from that is just to put it in something with a wide mouth. So if you have like a wide mouth, a small wide mouth mason jar or tin, that can work as well. Um, and I'm sure if you're out picking up ingredients for this type of recipe, you'll, you might see them in the stores. So things like the jojoba oil or the shea butter or the beeswax aren't as hard to find these days as they used to be because so many people are making their own health and beauty products at home. And the beeswax, I did have some on hand already. You can order that stuff online pretty easily. Um, Tracy did recommend a company out of Toronto. I think it was out of Toronto. I can't remember the name of it offhand, but I'll link to it in the show notes because I believe this company, which I've seen around before, um, I haven't used them myself, but uh, she has used them quite a bit. And this company, I do believe, delivers to both Canada and the United States with reasonable prices. And you could probably get all the stuff that you need for this stuff from that one company. But if it's just the beeswax, then maybe you can do that. I do find that some health food stores and um, like eco-friendly stores will often carry this kind of thing. There's a store in my town that does like you know, eco-friendly everything and they have a refill station. So if you want to refill your your laundry soap, instead of buying a new bottle, they have refill stations. That's where I got my last batch of beeswax. So look for stores like that in your town and maybe you don't have to order online. 
Of course, Amazon's always a place to order that kind of thing as well. So I can link to some of that stuff in the show notes. Things like a jojoba oil. I just picked them up from the grocery store, actually. My grocery store also has like a pretty good health food section and in it with all sort of like their you know, soaps and face washes and all that kind of thing, you can get bottles of jojoba oil. And it's not too expensive because you can also buy smaller bottles. You don't necessarily need to buy a giant jug of this because again, this recipe calls for two tablespoons. Now it is a nice oil to have on hand if you find that you do like the process of making these types of things buy a bigger bottle because you never know when you might want to use it again. But it shouldn't be too hard to find, whether you're shopping locally in your own town, city, or whether you're ordering online. But I will link to some resources that are reputable so you can find them yourself if you want to go ahead and try and make this. So that's pretty much that's pretty much it. It's a pretty simple recipe. Like I said, it doesn't take too long and it doesn't even take that long to set. If you made it in the morning, it would definitely be ready probably within a couple hours, no problem. And the nice thing about this as well is if you put it in the smaller tins, you don't need a whole lot when you're applying it to your your body or to your parts that are aching. And this can be a really nice thing to give as a gift to somebody and you know, let them know that you're thinking about them. So there's lots of different ways that you can make it look nice and pretty it up and give it as a gift, but it's a little something from the heart. And I think it's something that they will find that they're using and reaching for quite often. So I hope you enjoyed this recipe and you have uh, some success making it. If you do make it, I would love to see how yours turned out. I'm always open to getting your emails, whether you just want to comment on a recipe or an episode or whether you want to share something yourself. I am going to be putting together something special, you guys, for those who are part of the email newsletter, the Edibles Enthusiast newsletter that I send out about once a month. I'm going to be putting together a little cookbook of favorite recipes, and these recipes are all going to be from members of the audience. How amazing is that? I'm actually pretty excited to think that I have several recipes. I have one of my own, too from people who listen to the show. And I'm going to be getting that put together hopefully within the next couple months. So stay tuned. And if you would like to have a recipe featured, by all means, contact me, I'll give it a shot and make it in my own kitchen. And we can see if that can be included. But that's just something that I'm working on. And if you're already a member of the newsletter, you'll be certainly getting a version of that when it's ready, but I'll keep you posted anyway. So Tracy, your recipe is going to be included in that because you know, it fits all the criteria for a wonderful bite me edible, which is simple to make. None of the ingredients are too complicated to find and it's effective and it's fun. So I hope you give it a shot. And if you have enjoyed this recipe, this episode, by all means, please share it with somebody you think might uh, also enjoy it. Friends and family sharing is caring, all that shit. You know, I love it when new people discover the show and it's all because of you guys and a lot of word of mouth that that happens. So if you feel also compelled to leave a review, by all means, do that too. There is a link probably somewhere at the bottom of the show notes on this where you can do that pretty easily. And again, message me. I love to hear from you guys. So I think that's it for this week, friends. I hope you're staying warm. I hope you're staying healthy. And I hope you're staying high. Until next time.